Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. Our first guest is a longtime national sports columnist for 25 years at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, now writing for Forbes.com, Terrence Moore. Terrence, thanks for joining us again here on The Sporting Life. Well, thank you for having me, and particularly during these really uh, turbulent times, but hopeful, hopeful times, too. One of the things we've seen in the last 10, 11 days, Terrence, we've seen a lot of figures from the world of sports speaking out, making their voices heard. Harkening back um, to a different era, uh, really, of more involvement and activism on the part of athletes, although that's something we have been seeing in the last six years in particular with the Black Lives Matter movement. What would have been your thoughts about the role that athletes and sports can play uh, in what's going on right now? Yeah, you know, I, I love what I'm saying because I was very discouraged there for decades. You know, you had the... Uh, the uh, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley era. Charles Barkley, I am not a role model, and we all know about Michael Jordan and and his statements about uh, sneakers and Republicans and what have you that he finally uh, fessed up to here the other day. Uh, but I've always been uh, a fan of those people uh, like a Muhammad Ali or, or Jackie Robinson, or Hank Aaron, Arthur Ashe, those were my heroes growing up as an African-American in the 60s and, and how they were outspoken and, and uh, just came out and, and, and said what they thought when it came to social injustice. And now we're getting back to that. And, 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 and I'll tell you, the one, the one guy that I just don't want to get lost, get lost in the shuffle here is LeBron James. Uh, you know, LeBron James is a really, really the guy who became the 21st century of those legends I just named before, because he, even going back to, I think of like the Trayvon Martin situation in 2012, he was out there basically alone. He started bringing teammates along with him with the Miami Heat, like a Dwayne Wade and what have you. But all the way through, for the last decade or so, he's been been right here in the in the cause of these things, even before Colin Kaepernick. And, uh, and so now we're seeing it, it build from there, and it's a beautiful thing. We're speaking with Terrence Moore of Forbes.com. You can see his work in other outlets as well, including FalconsSI.com. Um, you know, why, why does it matter um, that athletes speak up? African-American athletes and uh, white athletes as well. Yeah, you, you know, first it goes back to something. And for me being a Christian, you know, and, and – uh, uh, one of the things that is very um, prevalent in the Bible is about how important it is for for all of us to do what we do our part in making us a better world, and however way you want to put it. And even if you're not a Christian, that is something just uh, just a human being should be all about. And this kind of ties into going back to the Charles Barkley thing back in the early 1990s when he said that he that I am not a role model which was really irritating to me. And he and I have gone back and forth on this through the years in various media forms. But 
that really bothered me in the sense that we're all role models, whether you like it or not. And the more visible you are, the more of a role model you're going to be. And certainly from an African-American standpoint, uh, there is a need for role models when you look at uh, uh, the things that have been going on in our communities forever with the, the single-parent households and just uh, um, uh, some of the negative images that's been out there for, for uh, through the media, through the, through the years, through the decades, what have you. And then you've got these athletes. They're the most visible people in the African-American community, rightfully or wrongfully. So it becomes even more imperative for every African-American athlete, whether they like it or not, and particularly the more high-profile they are, to, to be a positive force. And then, as you say, it, and that's also true for white athletes, just from a, just an overall viewpoint that we are all role models, but it really particularly becomes more important for the black athlete, uh, given everything I just said. George Floyd grew up in Houston with Steven Jackson, spent more than a decade playing in the NBA. Um, we've seen Steven Jackson um, a lot over the course of the last week, talking about his friend George Floyd, talking about how he's going to take care of uh, his daughter, Gigi. Um, what is what is what has been going through your mind as we've seen Stephen Jackson, uh, in some ways, embody our collective grief about what happened to George Floyd? You know, it's not surprising to me at all. I know Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson lives here in Atlanta. Stephen Jackson played for the Hawks for a stretch, and Stephen Jackson has always been that type of person—a very sincere uh, person with a deep beliefs and convictions and of course everybody remembers the uh, the malice in the palace of course you know back when he played for the pacers and the and that horror story in detroit uh but that being aside you know he's a he's a he's a man of deep emotions and you know and so you see that uh, 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 and you see other uh athletes like lebron and his school uh uh mayweather and, uh, you know, paying for the funeral here and, and, and other funerals, by the way, that Florida's has paid for. Uh, and you've got, uh, you, you, in, in other words, there still are, have been, are and have been a lot of African-American athletes and athletes in general, and let's expand it to just athletes in general, who have done a lot of good when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, just helping their communities. Uh, even beyond just the social, trying to stop social injustice. So it's very heartwarming, it's very encouraging, and it should give us uh, even more hope when you see that Steven Jackson being as involved as he has been uh, with the uh, the family of his friend, George Floyd. We're speaking with Terrence Moore, longtime national sports columnist. He's now at Forbes.com. Um, you know, Terrence, you've been writing about these issues for a long time, and you've seen so much in your lifetime. The last 10 days, there's been anger and frustration. There's been rage. There's been um, protest. Um, you say there's hope as well. On an emotional level, what are the things you're feeling now? Yeah, you know, let me start with this. I live in Atlanta now. I've lived in Atlanta now for the last 35 years. Uh, grew up in South Bend, Indiana, home of the University of Notre Dame. When I grew up in the 60s in South Bend, Indiana, it was like being uh, uh, in the Leave it the Beaver land, even for black and white, because 
it was not really a uh, no racial issues for the most part. I grew always grew up in, in integrated schools, you know, with the parents the same way. You know, growing up in South Bend, and then my dad was AT and T supervisor. He got transferred around a, a lot in my teenage years to Cincinnati, Chicago, Milwaukee. That's when we started seeing a lot of racism at that point, and didn't really uh, quite understand it in the early years. But uh, but Atlanta was interesting, and, and like I said, I've been here for 35 years. And when I came here from the San Francisco, San Francisco Examiner to Atlanta Journal Constitution as the first black sports columnist in the history of the South, I was only the third uh, black sports columnist in the history of major newspapers. This was back in January of 1985. And I mention all this because the first person who called me on the phone at the Atlanta Journal Constitution was Maynard Jackson, the legendary mayor of Atlanta, to welcome me to town. The second person to welcome me to town was Dr. Joseph Lowry, who was the second person uh, to take over the Southern Christian Leadership Council. And the first person was a guy by the name of Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> uh, the King family I know very well. Uh, Andrew Young is a good friend of mine, Ambassador Andrew Young. Uh, so I mention those people because it was all about nonviolence. It was all about having a strategy. It was all about uh, go- looking intelligently at race relations and, 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 and ways to try to get people to understand that we're all in this together. So to see the violence that was taking place here, at least in the beginning here in Atlanta, was disheartening from that aspect and also across the country and what have you. And it was very discouraging because this is, uh, was named the city too busy to hate. But here's where the hope comes. The hope comes in this. Friday was a very violent, very volatile day here in Atlanta, where even the CNN Center, people were, were breaking glasses there. But the last three or four days since Friday has been considerably calmer. Yeah, I should just say, we're speaking now on Thursday afternoon, just, just so people have a, a reference, a time reference. But go ahead. Yes, yes. And, and people have been very reflective uh, as to uh, what we should, where we should go from here. No, one, no one's got all the answers. But at least there's, there's a dialogue that's taken place. Bernice King, who I know well, uh, Dr. King's uh, youngest child, uh, she's a minister. She's been a calming voice. So when I see those things, I'm seeing, I'm seeing echoes of the 1960s, uh, uh, the positive side of the 1960s in the sense of where the, the Dr. King's, uh, the I Have a Dream speech and, this, and those type of things, we're kind of seeing that sort of spirit coming forth, not to say it's, 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 it's something that's going to happen overnight, but that is what gives me hope. Terrence, thank you so much uh, for being with us this week and sharing your thoughts. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And anytime you need me, just let me know. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.